0: Hello, and welcome to coach Mark in Manila here from eslbusinessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. As many of you who are my now wonderful subscribers to my podcast and my YouTube, and you haven't seen me on YouTube, then check that out too. the links are down below. You know that I am here to help you live your best possible life. I'm not just here to teach you some English ideas and idioms and sentence constructions. That's kind of boring, right? What I'm here to do is teach you advanced performance skills as well, how to sound great in English, not just know the vocab. Not being funny, but there are many teachers and tutors out there who can do a very good job of that. That's not my expertise. My expertise is to coach you. I'm a coach, not a teacher or a tutor. I don't call myself either of those. I am a coach because I'm here to support you. I'm here to cheer you on. When you work with me individually or in a group session, you will get that feeling very much from day one. Okay? It is a team effort. And I hope I give a sense of that even in the podcast, should you never choose to work with me directly, you can still get an element of that here in these podcasts. So let's talk today about how we can help you if you are an Arabic speaker and when it comes to your writing skills. So I did a podcast about some speaking challenges and I'm going to do more about my Arabic students because you're really... Thank you so much. You're writing in with a lot of your questions and I'm having a hard time trying to keep up we've got some fantastic questions and I will be dealing with them podcasts here and also on my YouTube. So check out my YouTube. Also in my newsletter, I'm going to be giving specific articles there and on my medium channel for Arabic speakers and Korean speaking students too. So hello Korean students, I haven't forgotten you. you're messaging me as well. If you're from any other nationality and you'd like me to address some specific issues you're having, please message me. There's my Telegram link down below. That's the quickest way to reach me. Or you can drop me a message at hello at initial-impact.com or connect with me to either of the websites, all right? But the best thing that you can do is let me know if I don't mean having a problem, I can't do a podcast to help you, and I want to help. So the five biggest writing problems for my Arabic ESL students, and this is really what you're struggling with. Of course, um, English as a second language is never easy, okay, but it can be easier. If we use certain techniques, OK, and of course, with Arabic, it does make things slightly more complicated because, of course, the Arabic language is very, very different. OK, the biggest challenge at first when it comes to reading and writing and certainly studying English is just the sheer fact that in Arabic, you read the opposite way around. So, you know, right to left, not left to right. That causes a few issues to start with. But I am so impressed with my Arabic speaking students by your tenacity, your resilience, and your persistence to keep going in the face of a lot of these other challenges that many other students don't have, shall we say. Okay, so there are five common mistakes that I often see when we're looking at the writing that you do. Okay, so if you're an Arabic student doing writing, you need to use this in emails, perhaps writing essays. Maybe you're practicing for the IELTS. If you're practicing for IELTS or OET, get in touch with me. In fact, go to ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com and you can check out my IELTS and OET writing and speaking service, okay? which will enable you to basically get your tasks corrected from me with a grading for all of the aspects that the IELTS or OET would look at. And of course, the native suggestions and corrections. It's a great service. It's really helping a lot of students, including my Korean and Japanese students as well. So thank you very much for supporting that service. So let's talk about the issues that you've got. All right, so firstly, run on sentences. Now, what does that mean? Um, Many of my Arabic students, you kind of seem to write never ending English sentences. All right, they just go on. Now, of course, it's understandable when we look at how the Arabic language works. These so-called run-on sentences are acceptable. They are the norm. Okay, it's a habit. Um, but of course, when we see this being transferred to English, this is the problem. Um, many teachers who don't specialize in dealing with Arabic students don't understand why this is happening. So this is why it's really important you work with a coach like myself who has expertise in understanding students who speak Arabic as their first language. Without that understanding, it means that your coaching or your tutoring support isn't as effective. It's not saying it's not going to help you, but the the person you're working with, the tutor, the coach, needs to understand where you're coming from in your native language first in order to work out what on earth is going on when it gets applied to English, okay? So really it can be quite confusing for many people um, to see that at first because it's totally acceptable in Arabic, but in English it totally confuses the reader and that's what you need to be aware of, okay? So the best thing that you can do here to deal with this is I challenge you, if you're an Arabic speaker, to pick up, if you go to my IELTS section on my website, okay, you'll see actually there's some tasks. Um, If you pop and try to buy the service, you can see the tasks listed below, okay, the IELTS tasks. Try to pick one of those tasks. Um, Stick to a certain word count, okay. Maybe write me 250 words or write yourself 250 words about one of the tasks on there or go online and just pick any IELTS task okay just google IELTS tasks. there's loads of them you can see and try to answer them try to limit it to that word length okay and really you want to stick within those word limits and try and hit all of the questions you asked to address in the task because when you do that okay when you do that you want to be sure that you're able to keep your responses succinct tight and just deal with the matter at hand okay so that's the first one Get rid of those run-on sentences. They do not turn up in English writing. And if you're doing it, it's just making it really difficult to understand the point you're making. You're going to confuse people, okay? You don't want to confuse anybody in either business um, or perhaps in your IELTS or OET answers. You've got to get clearer. Alright, if you're struggling with that, have a chat with me. I can help you in the 30-minute free session. The other thing we see is very literal translations, okay? Now. Um, there are many language specific sayings that simply cannot be translated out from their original form into English. It's the same um, in Japanese, right? These things don't work very well at all. In fact, it's a real struggle for my Japanese students and the same with Korea. So these language specific things just do not work. Um, I'll give you an example also in English, right? It's the same for English. They don't translate out. Um, if I said the idiom, right, it's raining cats and dogs outside, okay? Now, if you were to literally translate that across, okay, um, then technically speaking, you're saying that there are cats and dogs falling out of the sky, dropping on your head um, instead of rain, right? Okay, because look at it, it's raining cats and dogs outside, right? So this also applies um, with Arabic speakers, okay? If you're trying to relay a thought um, from what you know in Arabic to English, it won't work very well, okay? Um, this really is something that is best fixed over a continuous period of time, okay? because we need to be catching it when it is happening. Okay, um, it takes consistent assistance or coaching support if this is happening to you to iron those out, to remove them, and these literal translations, because it's going to make you sound well less than professional. To be honest with you. And you don't want that to happen. And it's kind of part habit and part just, okay, we're just trying to do something that won't work. So what you want to do is work in a coaching session with a coach like myself or any other good ones out there um, and try to get somebody to catch you real time and to correct and get rid of that, okay? Um, It's especially important also if you're applying for a job. I want to make that really, really clear because when you're writing, if you're doing literal translations, it's going to totally mess up how the other person is perceiving what you're writing. Okay? You want to make sure that your resume is properly written. There are no direct literal translations. Okay? And also that you've got clarity and succinctness, so going back to the run over sentences. Again, I offer a CV and resume check, that is completely free, the check, you get a review from me and I can point out what's happening with your resume and CV and then we can coach together through it in a coaching call to help you improve that. Also, I do a done for you service, so if you don't have the time or you're not sure yourself how to write, and make sure it's worded correctly, I can create your resume and CV for you, make it far more impactful and likely to get you an invite to a job interview. Third thing we see is repetitiveness. Now, again, this is totally accepted in Arabic um, to just have these kind of repeat sentences, and it's almost seen as like reinforcing the idea. In English, these are seen as um, kind of extra surplus. Okay, they are not really acceptable. And if we understand our Arabic students, we totally understand, as I do, that you're not doing this on purpose. Okay. I understand that many times when I see this turning up, it's not because my Arabic speaking students um, don't know what else to say um, or are unable to think of other ideas or words to use. You're doing it simply because it is welcomed in Arabic and you're just transferring it over to your newly learned language. Why would you not? Right? Okay. This is totally understandable. It's not that you're doing something because you lack vocab. But if you work with a coach or teacher, or even worse, you're in the IELTS or OET and you're doing this, that doesn't matter. And even if that marker in the IELTS exam or the OET understands why you're doing this, it's not acceptable in English. And you've got to iron it out. You've got to get somebody to help you work out when you just cut certain parts of your writing. Um, Really, I encourage all of my students, if you you are finding you're doing this, okay? create shorter sentences without repeating so try to do it now i know i feel weird at first because in arabic you almost have to do it right to really make your point okay but not so in english so try to edit down your work to a first first kind of written piece okay and keep the sentences shorter without repeating that's the first thing that i challenge you to do when you're writing and then get somebody to check it over so for example with me i offer that service where you can do the ielts check or the oet check or you can use it for any writing that you want to do it doesn't have to be oet and ielts but the service can be used for that So, if you want me to check out your business emails your essays your dissertations your presentations your marketing material, whatever it is okay we can sort that out for you and get your package that works and then you've got the confidence that it's been checked by a native english speaker plus you're learning from what I correct, okay? So I want you then to go ahead and try and use it yourself going forward so you eventually don't need to use any service like that at all. That's the point of all of this, okay? The other thing is organizing the writing. All right, now, this is a big challenge because the structure of writing English is very different to that in Arabic writing. Um, English essays tend to be circular, right? We begin with kind of, thesis and then we work on to then provide the evidence to support it Okay, that's the sort of second part and we give like the body there okay the body of it and then we reinforce the beginning of the thesis with the conclusion okay what did we find did it agree did it disagree okay what did we conclude now in Arabic writing it's highly linear okay Um, you tend to move through in like one sole direction okay um, and the information kind of appears, okay, in the conclusion, all right? So trying to retrain my students in kind of a new essay structure is a big part of what I do here when we're trying to help you to write properly structured you know essays or responses, okay. Um, really, it's important that you work through that, as I said earlier, with somebody who understands why you do it this way from an Arabic writing point of view, and then helps you work and coach out how to not do that, okay? It's important, I think, for all of us, um, coaches, teachers, whatever you call yourself, to understand the native language of our students. Because then, and only then, can we be really well prepared, I would say, to deal with these problems and to understand why our students are doing this. So if you want to work with a coach who really understands you, because this is vital for your confidence in that coaching experience, all right? Then I'm probably the guy for you, I would say. Okay, so check me out. Give me a give me a try, 30 minute free session. I can absolutely help you with an Arabic speaker or Korean speaker in particular. I have vast expertise and I specialise in these areas, but also other languages, I work friends with Japanese speaking students, Brazilian speaking students. Russian students as well, um, and all of my lovely Chinese and Asia Pacific region students too. Okay, um, a final note is punctuation. <laughs> okay, this one is a big one. <clears throat> okay, in Arabic punctuation, it's not as formal, not as strict. Okay, and many times it also goes with that run-on sentence issue, right? Because without punctuation, it's why many Arabic speakers um, they. They kind of just use you're using these endless, endless commas and run-on sentences. Okay, um, you will find that also when you look at it, um, lots of exclamation marks turn up, right? Loads of other punctuations, like dotted all over. Things like semicolons, though, and I, I was just teaching a Japanese student the other day about how to use a semicolon. Are pretty much, they don't, they don't appear. You're not using them, okay? And they're really important because. Semicolon, if you're not sure what that is, you can Google it to see it, but a semicolon is like a comma, okay, but with a dot above it, like the dot of the eye, okay? And semicolons are used to link two kind of um, related points in a sentence together, but when it isn't followed by and, okay? So you don't have a linking word like and. So you might be making a point about um, maybe some graph statistics or something that you have to write an IELTS response to. Okay, so you might say in February, I don't know, 1998, there were 3,000 children at the school. Okay, um, then you put a semicolon after that and say an inc- an increase of 50% based on the decade before. Okay, now if you'd have used and, then the semicolon would have turned into a comma. Okay? Um, if you're not sure what I'm talking about there, or I've completely bamboozled you, and that's a lovely word, if i puzzled you, confused you, then get in touch with me. We can do this in a Zoom session, and we can share a screen, and I can show you this in action. It will make far more sense, okay? But punctuation is essential, because without punctuation, none of your English will make very much sense. In fact, it will probably come out a bit like gobbledygook, and that's a lovely other word, gobbledygook. Nonsense okay we don't want you to sound all jumbled up and gobbledygooky. so if you are feeling gobbledygooky, i think i might actually make the podcast this um i like saying it it's a nice feel in your mouth and think about it play with the sounds of the words i've given you today in your mouth all right try gobbledygook okay bamboozled puzzled okay and listen to the sound okay it's definitely there puzzled okay bamboozled um but try try to play with these concepts. Look at your punctuation. Look at how organized your writing is and whether you're doing it natively or not. Um, are you doing literal translations? If so, stop. Okay, Do not repeat your sentences, okay? Just keep going forward. Make them short and concise. Cut out the run-on sentences. They are not required either. And if any of this is causing you problems and you're still struggling, get in touch with me. The details are down below because I absolutely want to help you deal with this every single step of the way, right, okay? This is essential for me to help you. That's my job, that's why I'm doing these podcasts. And on a quick note about the podcast, if you're finding my podcast of help, if you're really enjoying the content, please do consider supporting me. You can click the link, it's down below, okay, to sponsor my free work that I'm doing here. In addition, the sponsorship that you provide there not only enables me to continue doing the free podcast here and the YouTube channel as well, But it also enables me to give a free English language learning session to underprivileged children and young adults in many parts of the world. It's something that I do, and I want to make it a more regular thing that I'm enabled to do, working with a lot of charities in Africa and also out here in the Philippines, okay, but also other countries in the Southeast Asia Pacific region and over across in South America too. That's a big one as well. So places over there where children and young adults are not getting the opportunity to have any education at all, let's help give them the gift of English. You yourself know how it's going to open doors for you, Already has in your life and career. If you are in a privileged enough position to have a little bit of spare change available, it's not a lot of money, maybe the change from your next meal out or something, or your next cup of coffee, please do consider helping me. Okay, so take care of yourselves. If you want to ask me anything about this podcast, you can even ring in. You can leave me a message. There is a voice message section. Why not leave me a voice message and ask me a question? Okay, anything about English, ESL, career, immigration, marketing, business, business establishment. You know, maybe you're an entrepreneur. Perhaps you want to talk about property investment. If you've got a question for me and question Coach Mark, feel free. Okay, any of those subjects, I'll be happy to hear from you. Any other subject that's not on that. Uh, I'm not your man, okay? (laughs) So, take care, stay safe, and I'll see you very soon. Hello everybody, and sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to mention a few things that can help you, all right? So I want to help as many of you as possible. You can get a free 30-minute check of your English level, your OET, IELTS, or any other things that you're trying to achieve here with me. If you're trying to uh, pass your interviews, maybe you're attempting to get a job overseas, you would like to know how you're sounding and what a native speaker really would say about your responses in an interview or an IELTS or OET test, for example. Um, check out that at ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com. If you're looking more for career and immigration coaching, and would like to discuss your plans, and you can